You're listening to episode 86 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hello there. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about stress. This is not the first time that I have discussed uh, stress on this podcast, and it certainly affects a lot of us, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different spin this time than I have previously because I recently read a book that has really kind of changed my perspective a little bit and I want to to kind of give you a little bit of insight on it and to see how you can actually apply this in your everyday life. So the book is The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal and I have I've linked it up in the show notes and I just have so much respect for her because I also uh, for years I have loved one of her other books the Willpower Instinct, which is a really, really great read. I highly recommend it. Both are linked in the show notes, actually. And she also did a TED Talk about stress and how we can kind of shift our mindset around it to see how it can actually benefit us, which is totally different from what we usually hear. Because normally, we tend to think of stress as harmful. That's basically what we've been taught, is that it's it's essentially like toxic for our health. And you know, like, yeah, to some degree that, that can be true, but this book really challenges that theory and highlights a number of fascinating studies that show kind of the opposite. And it's really, really interesting. And it just is going to completely shift how you think about stress for the better. Really what this comes down to is viewing stress as more of an opportunity for learning and for growth. And the author, Kelly McGonigal, actually defines stress as, quote, stress is what arises when something you care about is at stake. So that's really interesting because stress, we we do tend to use stress as sort of this catch-all term that can include basically anything, like all kinds of different stressors. And some people are affected differently, you know, potentially more severely or not as severely by stress than other people are as well. So it is very difficult to define stress. We can we can mention everything from, you know, kind of the big ones like uh, the breaking up of a relationship or moving or uh, having children. You know, there's those are all huge stressors, but they can also be kind of an exciting time and a really great opportunity for growth as well. So there's so many different things. You can also have stress at work. That's a really huge one as well. Um, or maybe, you know, you, I don't know, were five minutes late, uh, getting to an appointment today that can be stressful as well. Like I get stressed out if I'm, if I'm running late for an appointment that really bothers me and I get stressed about it. So stress is going to be part of life no matter what. I mean, we know this, right? Stress is always going to be part of life and some people will, will face more adversity than others. But ultimately, we all have stress. Every single one of us. No one escapes life unscathed with zero stress. It's just not how it works. And we've so often been taught that stress is 
bad and should be managed and, and avoided at all costs, that it's you know toxic and, and harmful and bad for our health. We hear these things all the time. It's in the news. It is, it, it's things that I have even basically taught in the past because this is what we have learned. This is the kind of research that gets highlighted the most. And something I want to, to uh, tell you about that can kind of go the opposite way of that. One of the studies that the author in this book talks about is a study that included 30,000 uh, American adults and they were asked how much stress they had experienced in the past year. And they were also asked about their beliefs around stress and if they believed that stress was harmful to their health. So then, eight years later, the researchers tracked down who among the 30,000 participants had died. And high levels of stress, they found, increased the risk of dying by 43%. That is significant, right? Like, that's actually a really scary statistic. But that higher risk only applied to people who believed that stress was harming their health. Think about that. That is really fascinating. And then the people in the study who reported high levels of stress but did not view it as harmful had among the lowest risk of death of anyone in the study, even lower than those who reported very little stress. That is game-changing. That is a really mind-blowing study to think about. And just the, the implications of that, that it really does come down so significantly to our mindset. That's fascinating, but that's also great news because you can change your mindset. You might not be able to change the stress in your life, but you can change your mindset. It might be tough sometimes, of course, like this is, this is why a lot of people struggle with the entire concept of you know personal growth and uh, self-development and all of those things because it can be a tough slog sometimes. Like it's hard as shit occasionally, <laughs> not just occasionally, more than occasionally. Um, but when we start to think about the power that we have to change our lives, regardless of your circumstances, like regardless of, of external factors, that is so empowering to me. And I hope that you can recognize that. Something else that I really want to highlight here is that a less stressful life does not equal a happy life. That's been shown over and over again. And, and I can actually personally attest to that because there, there have been times where, you know, we'll kind of go through these phases where if it's a really stressful time, we'll always think, okay, you know, it, when, when things calm down, well, typically things don't usually calm down. <laughs> Something else just comes up. And then on top of that, if everything sort of comes to a bit of a grinding halt. Let's say you, you, I don't know, get the flu or something. So things are crazy at work and all you're thinking is, oh, you know, I just wish that I could have a few days off or something like that. So then you come down with the flu and all you have to do, I mean, obviously it just kind of sucks to be sick anyway, but you are then off work for let's say a week and you just get to lie around and watch movies all day. That's, that for most people I talk to, and this is my experience as well, that's a blast for a day or so. Not, again, not the being sick part, but just being able to take, take a break from life, essentially, for a day or two, that's great. And after that, I start to get antsy and find myself to be very unsatisfied with my day. If I'm just lying around watching movies, it kind of starts to drive me a little bit nuts, and I feel like I've 
boss direction and I feel super unproductive. I realize that that's also a little bit of my type A coming through, but I think that, that some people can, I think a lot of you can relate to that on some level because one, one other example of this is retirees who don't know what to do with themselves upon stopping working and they've lost the meaning that they had attached to their lives. Because think about it, that you know, you're in the workforce for sometimes 30, 40, 50 years, and then all of a sudden one day that just comes to a grinding halt. That is very disruptive, and that is actually a huge form of stress in and of itself. We would think that it would be the opposite, but we have to attach meaning to our lives to find the joy and to create the happiness in our lives. So if you take away that meaning, even if you didn't think that that was necessarily your meaning, you know, you, you aren't trying to necessarily live for work, but when you take away the biggest chunk of somebody's day and, and life, essentially, and you don't replace it with anything else, you're probably going to feel pretty lost. I know I certainly would. That would be a huge, huge shift to undertake. There's also this entire concept of a threat versus a challenge when it comes to stress. So this is super interesting. So a challenge is when we actually rise to the occasion and we perform under pressure, you know, something like, like an exam or you're giving a speech or meeting a deadline of some kind, something like that. That's, that's what I would consider to be, and, and that's uh, how the book explains it, to be a challenge. Whereas a threat is more of a fight or flight response. So this is like an emergency response in the body that primes you for self-defense. So the body actually starts going undergoing physiological changes. It diverts, you know, kind of everything away from non-essential organs. It increases inflammation, the blood vessels constrict, and the body prepares the immune system uh, and the white blood cells and stuff to help you heal quickly. Your body is, is literally preparing for battle. So think about something like, like running from a lion. From an evolutionary standpoint, think about running from a lion. You know, you're, you're getting the adrenaline hit, um, and your body is going, okay, well, I don't need to worry about digesting food right now. I just need to run as fast as I fucking can. <laughs> so that's something like a fight or flight challenge. Whereas in, so I'm sorry, a fight or flight uh, threat, that's the type of response. But in a challenge response, the blood vessels actually stay relaxed as opposed to constricting. You actually get a stronger heartbeat and increased energy even more so than in a threat response. That's so interesting to me, isn't it? It's really, really cool how our body differentiates between those two, but both are stress, it's just different types of stress, and it's how we think about the stress. So in a threat response, that, that fight or flight response, you're paying more attention to signs that things aren't going well such as, you know, the, the emotions like fear and, and shame and self-doubt, anger, all of those types of things. Whereas in a challenge response, there may be some anxiety, but also, you know, excitement and energy and feeling confident and all of those, those really awesome things that can really propel us forward in whatever it is that we're facing in that particular moment. So the science on this is very clear that someone experiencing a challenge response performs far better than someone in a threat response. So we have to think about how if, if our bodies start to go into that fight or flight threat response, can we shift it into more of a challenge response? And 
some of the ways that we can do this are kind of like channeling anxiety to recognize it as excitement for something meaningful rather than so-called like bad stress. And when, when you think about it, anxiety is, it is almost like, like a form of excitement. It's just kind of much more nervous excitement. But there's a very fine line between excitement that turns more into anxiety and excitement that turns into something really awesome that you can do amazing things with. There's a very, very fine line there. And when we allow the anxiety to entirely take over, it can paralyze us. It can absolutely paralyze us with fear. And the body's reaction to this excitement and anxiety is it's very similar. So it, it's more about changing how we feel that can be the biggest difference. Ultimately, how we can sort of start to think about this a little bit differently is when these types of situations come up, most people, when asked, usually agree that they learned far more from periods of stress than other times in their life. So let's say that, that there's, you know, a really significant big event that's coming up and that, that is happening to you in your life. You know, we, we don't ask for these things. It, life just happens and it's going to happen whether we like it or not. And usually at the most inconvenient times, right? Like all of these things, we can't control that. So instead, shifting our mindset to be a little bit more accepting of the fact that stress is inevitable it's going to happen and that our success and the way that we handle it and grow from it and learn from it depends on how we think about it because adversity is powerful and this is how we grow this is absolutely how we grow it, think back to really if if you were were to tell someone your life story right now i can almost guarantee you that some of the first things that will come to your mind would likely be really pivotal moments in your life that were a significant source of stress at the time. But that's why they were pivotal moments because that, that major stressor happened and then you handled it. You had more strength than you even realized that you had. And you dealt with it and you grew from it and you learned from it and you, you did things differently afterwards because of it. And this power is in our minds. The way that we respond to pressure is determined in how we think about our ability to handle it. So think about the opportunity that this stress is providing. And, and again, this can apply to like the smallest stress in your day. It doesn't have to be, we aren't just talking about really significant massive events. Like these are things that we can that we can, these are tools that we can use and, and channel even on smaller, sort of more everyday stress. So if you're, you know, choosing a particular stress too, this is, this is something to think about in terms of the, the opportunity mindset. If you're choosing a particular stress, so let's say that you're, you're super nervous about uh, an exam that you have. It's an exam for, I don't know, you're going for your, your PhD or something. Okay. Let, let's just use that example. And so you are choosing that ultimately. You don't have to take that exam. You are choosing to take that exam because you want the end result. You want, you want to get that, that degree. So think about why you're putting yourself through it and the fantastic end, end goal or result. And think about 
everything that that's going to mean for you and, and think about the amazing opportunity that it's providing for you and, and channel that anxiety. Do your best with it. And, and when you start to think about it that way, it's going to be much less likely to, to cripple you and, and absolutely paralyze the, the, you know, the fear will just paralyze you at that point. So we also, I feel like a lot of this also has to do with trust in yourself. So much of this has to do with, with self trust because you are far stronger than you think you are. You are far stronger than you think you are. And you never know, no one knows their own strength until it's tested. I, I actually remember having a family situation uh, years ago back in university and a girlfriend said to me at the time, it, it was kind of like some tough shit that was happening. And a girlfriend said to me at the time that she could never handle what I was dealing with. And without even hesitation, I, I told her, I told her the same thing that I'm telling you right now. You don't know your own strength until it's put to the test and you don't have any other options. There, there is no exit door. You have to deal with what's in front of you because this is your life happening and you know, you, you don't, you don't get to pick and choose the stress. It's going to come either way, whether you want it or not. And when it does come, no one is ever particularly prepared for it, but you deal with it anyway. And that's why we'll hear stories sometimes of, of people that have just gone through unimaginable adversity, absolutely unimaginable. And I, I often will kind of think to myself, you know, I, I can't even put myself in their shoes because I truly cannot imagine going through what they have gone through and the strength that it has taken to deal with that. Where did they find that strength? And they, they didn't, it, you know, it didn't just like, poof, they just grew that strength one day. No, those stressors came into their life. Those, those massive events came into their life and they, they thought they, they shifted the way that they thought about it and they just dealt with it because sometimes we're just handed things that we don't want to deal with, but we have to deal with it anyway. And you, that's when your strength absolutely comes through for you. This is why we learn more about ourselves in times of stress and adversity than any other time in our lives. Those dark moments are catapulting our growth exponentially. If, if you are going through a significant period of stress, what I also want to stress to you is that as much as you know, it, it's about the mindset in terms of how you think about it and everything else, first of all, there's, there's nothing wrong with any emotion that you might be feeling. If shit is hitting the fan right now, you are absolutely allowed to get angry. You are allowed to be fearful anxious, you are allowed to be stressed, all of these things, there's no good and bad emotion. You are allowed to feel whatever you need to feel and trying to stuff those feelings down or bypass them or something like that is not healthy for you. And it's going to end up coming back to bite you later. So don't ever feel like, you know, all of, all of this mindset work and personal development work that you might be doing or anything like that, that you should just be happy all the time or anything like that. That's, that's not what I'm saying here at all. Feel the feelings, feel all the feelings. But what I want to stress is that when we start to look at these events as 
okay, I'm, I'm going to come out of this stronger. And this is going to end up being for me rather than happening to me, even though it can feel like shit sometimes to tell yourself when you're in the middle of it, it can really start to shift things. It can absolutely start to shift things. Like when you think about some of your past struggles and how far you've come and what you did to overcome them and how stressful times and challenges are that, that have changed you for the better, that really should make you proud. That should absolutely make you proud when you look back at how far you've come because so many of us forget to do that. We're so focused on what's next, what's next, what's next, and we forget to look back and think to ourselves, I, I've seen like, like memes and stuff um, floating around on Instagram about this, something about, you know, that, that five years ago, you would be amazed at where you are now, like blown away at where you are now. And look how far you've come in this period of time. So I really want you to kind of like congratulate yourself a little bit on, on what you have dealt with and what you have overcome and, and how you dealt with it, how you handled that adversity and the struggles in your life, because everyone has a story and everyone has shit that they have had to deal with. Every single person does all different, you know, all different types of situations, all the things, but every single person has a story. And I just want you to remember that it's how you think about that stress that determines what you'll be able to do with it and how it will affect you both in the long and the short term, particularly on your health, which is the really fascinating part for me out of all of this. That's by far the most fascinating part. So I hope that this has given you a lot to think about. I strongly recommend checking out the book, uh, The Upside of Stress by uh, Kelly McGonigal. Her TED Talk is also awesome. Uh, like I said, everything is linked in the show notes. So you can go check it out there. Um, really, really recommend it. It is a fantastic read. I think that you'll get so, so much out of it. And the other thing that I want to mention is I actually have a five-day free mini course all about a lot of this stuff. Uh, it's called Chaos to Calm. Um, and it's, it, at the time I, I didn't have as much information at the time when I put the course together, I didn't have as much information as I do now about shifting how we think about stress, but I have always been of the belief that stress is going to come no matter what. And it's more about how we deal with it. And this course is going to help you figure out how to deal with your stress in a variety of ways, both from a mindset standpoint and just from a general sort of health perspective and like actual tactical simple steps that you can go through to help alleviate some of that stress and anxiety because that's it's it's the everyday stuff sometimes that can start to feel a little bit draining so sometimes if we can alleviate a little bit of it then it makes it even easier potentially to shift how you think about those stressors as well so there's a huge amount of benefit in there so make sure to go check out the chaos to calm uh, five-day mini course delivered right to your inbox and don't forget about the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group. So I know I've been uh, talking about this a lot lately, but every Monday I am posting a challenge that is going to improve your lifestyle in just, you know, a, a small incremental way. And this week is all about reading for 20 minutes a day. Uh, you can grab this book and this can be, <laughs> you can grab the, the book that we're talking about and that can be uh, your reading material. Um, I do want to say though, for some reason I'm having some technical Facebook issues, like Facebook itself is, is giving me some tech issues and I'm not sure why. I can see that people are requesting to join the group, 
but it's not letting me approve people for some reason. So I am working on fixing that. I don't know what's going on. I've been, I've been trying for three days now to get this fixed. Um, so if you have uh, tried to join the group and you have not been approved yet, or if you're looking to join the group, please DM me and I can add you manually. But I, I can't, if you request to join at the moment, I don't seem to be able to add you in. I'm sure that it's temporary, but bear with me while I'm trying to, to sort that out and fight with Facebook over it. Um, so it, please DM me on Facebook um, or on Instagram. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach over in, in, on Instagram. And the podcast group is, uh, you can just search for Room to Grow Podcast on Facebook. Um, it's also all linked in the show notes as well. So make sure to jump over there. I would love to see you in the group. And I'm really excited about the things that we've got going on in, in there. So I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.